You're listening to the smartest guys in marketing, the best show on the planet for client businesses to learn about traffic, funnels, sales, conversions, and marketing coolness. Chris and Taylor are the founders of Traffic and Funnels, a digital marketing consultancy helping you get paid clients from cold traffic daily. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Taylor. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the smartest guys in marketing here with your host. Smooth, smooth like butter. Smooth like butter. Welcome to the raw bull. The raw bull. Chris Evans here with Taylor Welch. What are we talking about? Your parents lied to you, and so did mine. Oh my gosh. What an arresting Uh, headline. Mom, if you're listening to this episode, (laughs) I apologize. I'm sorry. But I didn't I write this. It. Chris Chris I wrote this. It. Had to do it. My my parents were perfect. <laughs> I know they were. No. No, so here's here's the deal. I was just thinking about this over the weekend. <clears throat> that we're on this journey. You guys are gonna hear about this quite a bit, probably over the next several episodes. As Taylor's building a house and I'm buying a house. And it's kind of the purchase price is way out of what I would have growing up would have thought is, how do I say this? Normal, I guess. Can I tell a story before we get into this? Yes. So I'll never forget the point, the time that this point like hit home for me. We were visiting a mentor of ours. We have a lot of mentors and we invest a lot of money into being around people who are ahead of us. And this was about a year and a half ago. And we were at this guy's house and he made at the time about what we make now. Yeah. You remember, you know, the story I'm talking about. Oh yeah. So, uh, at the time he was doing revenue, I think, you know, he, he does a lot more now, but like, um, at, at the time he was doing less than what we're doing now, actually about yeah. three fifty a month. And, uh, he was talking about his house and how his house costs like, I think he paid like what 30 grand a month for it or something. And you were like, do you ever get nervous about that? Like, is that nerve wracking? And he was like, uh, no. Well, first of all, he looked at me like I was an idiot. He was like, uh, what what do you mean? And I was like, Chris, if we do the math, (laughs) the money that we were making at the time, um, which was like, I think we were paying ourselves like nothing. Let's just say the average person makes $60,000. Okay. Right. Um, you know, at the time that would mean that based on his income, that would mean that you were paying like $2,500 a month for your house, which is like what most people pay for a nice house. So mm-hmm. when you ask that question for him, like he's on a different economic table and so he's like, no, what is that? Why would that make me nervous? Um, and then like fast forward to like last month, you were talking to, um, you were talking to your mom and she's like, you need to be really careful. So it's a lot of money. And it was like the purchase point of the house is like what we made last month <laughs> as a business. <laughs> so it'd be like, it'd be like saying like, oh, you need to be careful when you go to the grocery store, like to not get an extra turkey. Cause like, that's a lot of, that's a lot of money. You know, it's like yeah. people just don't understand and it's not their fault. They just don't understand. Right. Yeah. And the reason why I want to talk about this is because we deal with clients every single day and we deal, this is probably the thing or one of the things that we deal with the most is how people think 
about their life, about their business, about money, money, about getting clients. And so what you must understand is that you have been programmed. You have been brainwashed essentially to believe certain things. So let me ask you, have you ever heard these things? And I was thinking about this because when I was growing up, I always wanted like a dirt bike or go-kart like for years. And these are the things that I would hear. Oh, honey, money doesn't grow on trees. True. I'm not made of money. Also true. <laughs> we can't afford that. Right. And the list, I'm sure you can create your own list. The list goes on. Rich people are greedy. Rich, Rich people, people are suck. greedy. That's my personal favorite. So what does that mean? Like, these are things that we've been programmed that affect how we operate in our business. Right. When, when someone, when you've been, when you've been, hold on, let me just say this real quick. Let me just say, okay. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now you go ahead. All right. When someone has told you your whole life and here's the deal, it's not just about your parents. It's just general. It's a generational thing. Your grandparents told your parents, your great, great grandparents told your grandparents. Like we've just been programmed through the generations that money doesn't grow on trees. So what does that mean? Like that's programmed us that there is no abundance that there's a lot of striving that has to happen, right? That money is hard to get, <laughs> bro. Hey, I have another one to add to that list. All right, go ahead. Um, money doesn't matter or money is not that important. You want to know how you're talking? You want to know how you're talking to a poor person? If they always are discounting money, like money's not that important. Yeah. Because they've created that to make them feel better about not having any money. Yeah. That's a good point, man. Just want to add that to the list before we move on. Because I hear that yeah. all the time. Yeah. Where money is the root of all evil. Ooh. Yeah. Now, what we're not saying is that everything should be about money. Absolutely. Family. We're not saying family. If you matter. know us. Church doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, we give so much money to uh, organizations that we believe in and, you know, church and all of these different things. But, and, and Chris is like a family guy. He has like, a house of children. That's why he has to get such a big house with all his kids. But like my family, money is one of those things. It's just like, it's like it allows you to make the impact that you want to make on the world. And the true reality and the harsh reality, if you're not, if you don't have any money is that you are being robbed of impact by being mm. poor and not having money. Dude. I can go really deep with this because that's, you that's my story. Yeah, you should. So my wife and I were, you know, we did humanitarian work um, all over the world, but we were based out of Holland and Europe, the Netherlands. So how we did it is we had to raise money from people, from churches and, and individuals. And I remember very, very vividly one month. And so if you've ever been to Europe, you know that it's hell expensive, especially when we were there. Uh, it was like 2003 to 2005, something like that, that period around there. Like the exchange rate was really bad for the U.S. Anyways, so I remember vividly, I, you know, I'm fairly newly married, had a baby, and didn't have much money. But I was all about the cause and wanting to really help people and, and bring change. So, but I was basically poor as dirt. And I remember very vividly 
the organization that we were teamed up with that handled our finances and all that kind of stuff, we got a paycheck from them every month from our donors, people that supported us and stuff like this. And the amount that we got, we got paid once a month. Guess how much it was? $17. Oh my gosh. $4 and 71 cents. And, uh, it's kind of at that point I was like, what the F am I doing? Like I couldn't, I couldn't afford to go out and help people. And it was just one of the worst things ever, you know, that I just decided that I was tired of, of that. And I didn't have the energy. I didn't have obviously the, the wherewithal, the finances to bring any change. And so that kind of started me on my journey to figure out how to get money because that's still a part of who we are. And that's a really big part of our mission as a company is to be able to reinvest into people, into greater organizations and affect yeah. a lot of change. And so for us, yeah, it's, you know, Taylor has a Tesla. I'm buying an awesome house. Probably gonna I'm buy building a, an awesome house. I'm probably going to buy a, you know, new Apple watch soon. No, I'm just kidding. Whoa, big money, <laughs> big money, you know, maybe a Range Rover, but all that stuff is great. But for us, like the most important thing is having money to use as a vehicle to affect change, really good change in the world. I want to talk about this. Yeah. Cause I feel like people see one version of us and they don't see yeah. all of the backstory. <clears throat> so that, you know, you, you coming from that place and I come from, I come, you know, from working at church, mm-hmm. being on staff at a church and it was an awesome church. And I loved that I got that experience and there's no hard feelings. Um, but when my wife and I got married, we were making $17,000 a year while I was working at the church and uh, I was living at home with my parents. This was like six, this is like six weeks ago. No, No, like when we got married, I was living at home and I moved out, got an apartment. Yeah. That'd be weird. The church gave me a raise because I was married now and supporting a family to to $27,000 a year. Oh my gosh. Let's do the math on that. That is about $2,200 a month. And uh, the first year, they didn't take on any money for taxes. And our tax bill was like $1,100 and we couldn't pay it. Jeez. So we like cut our grocery budget for like four months so that we could pull out, you know, like $250 a month to pay off our tax bill. This really happened. Like this actually happened to both of us. Like where we were in this position, there was one month where I couldn't get my car fixed because I had like, I had to redo brakes and then there was something wrong with like the the pedal and it was going to be $700. And when I, we drove my wife's car. So we come from this place where we had no control. Yep. We literally depended on other people for everything. I I never forget when I read something by uh, Ken McCarthy, he was like the best thing you can do for your country the best thing you can do for you, the people around you is to become economically independent mm-hmm. so that you can then give back. And that changed kind of like how I viewed my life and how I viewed money. And I'm not saying that if you work at a church and you don't make any money, then there's something wrong with you. Uh, what I am saying is that uh, it should be a desire of yours to become independent. It should be a desire of yours to make a lot of money. That should be a desire of yours. Yep. Because that's the vehicle 
to being able to accomplish what you want and be able to help other people. And it's so funny how there's this weird issue around it where people are like, oh, your goal shouldn't be money. Well, money is what enables you to do all the other things you have on your list to do. So it should be money. It's like if you take the same thing and transfer it into another example, and let's say you want to live a long time and see your grandkids. So you want to get in shape. Yep. And people are like, oh, well, getting in shape shouldn't be the goal. You are so Mm. stupid that you can't even understand like the sequence of events. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. It's like if I didn't have money, then, you know, since I got married, I was really unhealthy. I abused myself in regards to, I just didn't take care of myself. Your wife abused you. (laughs) My wife definitely abuses me. Um, (laughs) But dude, recently we hired a company, both of us, to help us get our health in line and like top notch straight up. Like we hired like literal like scientists. Yeah. There's flexing his muscles right now, but they're huge. You know, my both sides of my, my grandparents did not live that long. Like they di- died way too young. Um, and I don't want that from me and my family. And so having money has given us the ability to, not only invest in other people, not only be just a fountain and a resource to other people, but to ourselves and to be healthy, to eat better food, to work out, to hire people, to help us make sure that we are getting optimal, um, getting ourselves to an optimal health in our lives holistically, not even just physically, but emotionally, spiritually, financially, everything. And so money affords you that opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you don't agree with this, you're probably poor. You're stupid. Okay, you're an idiot. Oh Just my kidding. gosh, Chris. Uh, let's like talk about kind of some antidotes, like just three keys that we found that have been really helpful for our clients and for our own lives okay. to kind of, you know, create this because what you, you know, we're constantly implementing these three things and it's subconscious at this point, but it might not be obvious for other people. You want to hit the first one? Yeah. So this is a major one that's really changed us is get around major people who have what you want. Yes. So what, what would that mean? What's like an example of that? Well, an example of that would be like, let's just tell the story of this 21 year old kid who we keep going back to because we love this kid. And he's like the epitome of a go getter. Yeah. He was talking to us like, this was like three months ago. And he was like, man, I told my, one of my friends that I was going to make, I was going to make 30 grand a month and they laughed. And I was like, what are you going to do? He's like, I don't know. And I was like, here's what you're going to do. You're going to cut him out and never hang out with him again. That's what you're going to do. And he was like, Oh, that's pretty, that's pretty hard. So yeah, yeah. you get to find a new gym partner. You get to find a new person to go hang out with. Like you have to protect your environment. Now he's doing 30 K a month. And the people that the people are like, how are you doing this? They're commenting on his Facebook status is like, can I do something like this? And it's like, no, 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 no. Like you have to stop hanging out with the people who are going to drag you down. Now I'm not saying that everybody we hang out with has a lot of money because quite frankly, most of our friends that live in the cities that we live in, they're not on the, they're not doing 500 K a month. Like they're, they're normal people, you know? Yeah. Um, But we do have a lot of relationships with people who are way ahead of us and we spend conscious on purpose time around those people to dial in our thinking yep same goes for like health and fitness like dude i hang out with people 
who like there's one of my buddies back in Memphis, um, Nick, who we just hired some friends I have at the gym who are like way in way better shape than me. And what it does, it makes me feel embarrassed because I'm so like so fat and it makes me not want to eat at Taco Embarrassingly Bell. Embarrassingly obese. <laughs> when my wife, when my wife is like, please babe, let's eat a Taco Bell. I'm like, get thee behind me, Satan, because I'm going to have to go to the gym Get that be around these people. Me. So getting around the people who have what you already want, getting around the people who have what you want, getting around the people who have what you want and cutting out the people who are going to work against that. Yeah. So yeah. You, you have any examples of that or is that, that pretty much wraps it up? Well, I wanted just to say like, there's a difference of people who they might necessarily have what you, what you want, but they're a healthy relationship. Um, and so both of us are drivers. Like we're not going to stop probably ever. And that's just who we are. It's how we're built. But we have good friends who encourage us, push us, and maybe they're only making five grand a month, but it's, it's healthy. They're not saying, oh man, like that's impossible. Oh, you can't do that. Well, you don't talk not, to them about money. Even when we do, it's like, oh man, that's awesome. You know what I mean? So I think that's I the difference. I don't have any friends like that that I talk to about money. Bro, well, I tried to. I told you you should move to Charlotte, but well, no, because everyone in Charlotte is even more poor than people in Nashville. So, no, <laughs> if you live in Charlotte, sorry, but anyways, so I'd say that's the difference. Like, don't go yeah. if, especially if you're young, don't go crazy. Just like cut everybody out in your life. If you know they're not like, if they're if they're a positive person around you, but if they're like super negative, say, oh, well, that's not possible. Oh, you can't do that. People who are just, all they say is can'ts. Yeah, this is great. Because you can see here a dichotomy of two different views. I lean harder on this and Chris leans a little bit less. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is, which is normal. I mean, that's, that's totally fine. Cause so Chris is going to balance me out a little bit. Because I would cut out everyone. <laughs> Taylor would send him a letter that Number says two. to me. No, I wouldn't. That's not true. I have a lot of friends who are awesome people. But, they, but still, they still fulfill this principle they may have more peace in their lives. And I like that. And it's like, they're healthy for me and they're a good relationship. Yes. And we don't need to talk about money because money's not, it's fine. Like it's, it's not a big deal to them. And, or there may be people who are like, man, they're super healthy spiritually. It's like, man, yes. I need that. I need to get around this person. They've been married for a long time. They have kids and they can, sh I can learn things from them that have nothing to do with money that are going to enrich my life. 100%. You know? But there aren't people in your life that, don't have any money, don't have good relationships, aren't very good at being consistent. You don't have any of those friends. You cut all those people right. out. Okay. Number two, um, go to places that make you feel abundant. And number 2.1, create places that make you feel abundant. Mm. So when I was working at home and I couldn't afford an office, um, I would take newsletters of people that I liked and I would take pictures of me and my wife who were you know on a vacation somewhere and I would put them around me to where when I got in I kind of got in this zone of like abundance it reminded me of abundance and as I've upgraded I've been you know as our quality of life has upgraded I've been really on purpose about continuing to upgrade these places of abundance so you look at my office and it's like stacked with furniture and I'm not saying you have to go do this if you can't afford it but I spent a lot of money creating my own space of abundance so I can go in. I could be reminded that there's a lot of, there's a lot of opportunity. Yeah. You know? Money's everywhere. Um, money's everywhere. And I think like 
honestly, that's part of the reason that I'm so addicted to Starbucks is I love the story of Howard Schultz. I love the way that they've run the company. I love going in and being able to buy a coffee that's way overpriced every day. You know what I mean? Like that kind of fulfills this level to be feeling, feeling abundant. Yeah. You know, do you have anything like that? Yeah. Well, again, going back to the house example, um, before back in the day growing up, my parents bought houses that were like dump holes. (laughs) So I remember though, like we literally worked every weekend and I just hated it. And I don't think my parents ever hired anyone to help them except for like structural things that they just couldn't do. And so now I've got people in my house today that's helping my wife that I've hired to get things done at the house. And for me, that's like a feeling of abundance Yeah, because I have the ability. It's it's not my time painting and patching walls and all that kind of stuff. Yes. I'm so glad you said this because this goes back to how you value your time even economically like yeah. we have a we have someone who helps who cleans our house they come every two weeks you know and i've talked to my wife and like had these conversations of like babe you know you make this much amount of money at work and i make this much money at work and so it's actually we're losing money by cleaning our own house and and kind of explain that unless it's something that you love to do so like my wife will probably mow the yard because she likes doing that but if not i'm gonna hire that out yeah you know good point Cool. Um, number three, create processes and routines that remind you how to think properly. This is a massive this is one. This is one of my favorites. One of my favorites. You want me to talk about this? You want it? Yeah. I just want to say one thing because Go for it. everything, you know, that you've been programmed growing up in, in the people that are in your life that you maybe can't uh, distance yourself from or, if you do listen to the news and whatever, you know, it's, it's going to slant you definitely to the negative for sure. And so this is something that you have to do every single day, but you have to work on this every single day and condition your mind to think the right way. Wait, you mean you can't just do it once and be done with it? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. It's the equivalent of someone being like, I'm going to go to the gym for one weekend, fix everything and then go back to my old Boom. Lifestyle. Ripped out of my mind right out of your mind. Yeah. I don't work or eating well for four days and then going back to the Chalupa, the big Chalupa at Taco Bell at Taco Bell. You got to do this. That 10 pack of soft tacos. One of my favorite, one of my favorite quotes is from uh, a guy you may have heard of him uh, named uh, Jeff Bezos. You ever heard of him? He's a guy that founded Apple. (laughs) He's the founder of Amazon. And, uh, I'll just pull this up because this is the philosophy that they run their company by based on Um, steady progress towards seemingly impossible goals will win the day. Mm. Setbacks are temporary. Naysayers are best ignored. He doesn't say, you know, Set a goal and try for three days. And if you can't hit it, give up. Yeah. Steady progress. This is built over consistent, proper, nonstop action. Mm. You got to do it every single day. Constantly read every day. If you don't decide the person you want to be when you wake up in the morning, then you're going to be left to your own emotional 
temper tantrums and you're going to go up and down and up and down and your life is going to go up and down and up and down. That's all yep. I got to say on this. Ooh, this is a long one, but it was good. So good. Anything else you want to all add, right. man? You real quick. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I was reminded of someone who said, man, you know, I've, I've been at this, like, you know, talking about our, our, what we do, our program, helping people build client businesses, man, I've been doing this for a week and I'm finally getting some results. <laughs> and I'm just like a week, dude, a week. No, it's like consistency over weeks and weeks and months and months and years and years. So that was just a, you know, an interesting point I thought was kind of funny. Yeah. And you know, just to go ahead and wrap this show up and kind of point people in our direction. If you do the wrong things consistently, you're on a really bad trajectory. Yeah. So it's not just consistency for the sake of consistency. You got to be doing the right activities daily to get you to where you want to be. A lot of clients, when they come in, some clients are in a place where they're like, man, I've been doing this for years. I've been doing this for seven years, but doing this for two, three, four years but it's like they've been doing the wrong things. There's great danger in being consistent at the wrong activity. Yep. Ooh. Sweet up all. That's it. Down, bro. That's it. Cool. See you guys. All right. Go get the memos. Go get the in the group. Go get your free gift. Peace. is the podcastfactory.com